0: It's time to Accelerate! Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. You know, I couldn't be more amped up to talk with my guest today. Joining me on the show for a second time Craig Kleeman, author, speaker, consultant, expert on cold calling and prospecting to the C-suite, and has a brand new book out called A Winning Brand talking about personal branding. Craig, welcome back to Accelerate.
1: Hey, Andy, it's always good to be on Accelerate and really, frankly, collaborate with Andy Paul in any way. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you very much. So, yeah, for maybe people who didn't get a chance to hear the first episode we did, uh, gosh, almost a year ago, or better part of a year, uh, may fill us in a bit about you.
1: Yeah, uh, just a little bit about my background. Is that what you mean, Andy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. So, listen, I, I um, started a software company years ago and grew it as founder and CEO from zero to 20, 25 million in sales pretty quickly in about three and a half years. We had a good, um, you know, good value, sold it, a good exit for a good valuation. Took a few years off, but during that time, I learned a whole lot about cold outreach, cold calling, all sorts of things. And after I sold my company and taken a few years off from the work world, I got back in and began doing some consulting almost accidentally. And the consulting practice was centered around sales transformation and restructuring sales process to get much better yield. A big part of that was cold calling. My clients... We started getting these great outcomes, Andy, and my clients started calling me the world's greatest cold caller. And so I just decided to adopt that moniker, and I'll <laughs> talk about how pivotal that's been for my personal branding. But now, 10 years later, I've done 80 engagements with all sorts of different companies, professional services, cloud-based, you know, industrial distribution, sure. just about all of it. And now I'm real pleased to uh, be announcing my second book, which is part of what we're going to talk about today. So that's a little bit about me.
0: Yeah, excellent. So, yeah, I mean, to your point about being the world's greatest cold caller is, I think it was Dan Kennedy, isn't it, who said that, uh, you know, if someone doesn't appoint you that, uh, anoint yourself. Hey,
1: listen, I'll just put put it this way. I've at least least applied for the job. Whether I've really got it or not (laughs) is up to my clients and your audience and everybody, you know, in the community.
0: Well, it, it ties in, as you mentioned, to your new book, A Winning Brand. And this is you know part of a a trend that's out there. I mean, I've actually in the last, gosh, probably in the last week, I've interviewed maybe a third person talking about personal branding. So, and I, I have at least a guest a month on it. So, so why is this so current now? Why is this topic so hot?
1: For a variety of reasons, but you know, first let's just examine it from kind of an economic and macro kind of perspective. You know, the according to the uh, United States Bureau of Statistics, there are more than 90 million uh, individuals just right here in the good old USA who are eligible for employment but are not participating. There are countless millions more that are underemployed. And quite honestly, in today's volatile economy and just kind of the way globalization, the way the world is working, you can no longer be a bureaucrat in a procurement department or an operations department and expect to survive. All sorts of things happen, you know, that puts pressure on the bottom line and pressure on headcount, and acquisitions occur, and new leaders occur. And what happens is there's change, and there's change all the time. And nobody can really predictably stay in one place for a long time anymore, like in the good old USA corporate world used to be. Yeah.
0: And well, so that, that day certainly changed. That yeah.
1: That day has changed, Andy. And, and, and you know, and then the, not, not to mention the fact that, you know, the NASDAQ and other exchanges, you know, or sometimes, you know, these all-time highs, and boy, what happens if these things wildly correct, and then, then the whole job situation can become even more vulnerable. So the idea, Andy, is that in today's culture, you've got to stand for something to survive. And the best way and most efficient way to stand for something and improve yourself, even economically and the way you're viewed by others, it's, through, it's very simple it's through digital assets. Personal branding is vital given the economic volatility and it's easy to do when people have a step-by-step guide that instructs them, almost like a cookbook for you know c- cooking some good food in a step-by-step recipe format. And, and I guess underneath it all, that would be some of the philosophical sort of reasoning as to why this topic is pretty darn hot right now.
0: But the thing that that's, I think, Different if I catch what you're what you're saying is that's different from what a lot of others I've spoken to. It is different from what other from others I've spoken to. Is you know, there they're more focused on people that have an outward-facing role in a company. You know, sales, it could be marketing, it could be a C level executive, you know, somebody that's meeting with investors or potential partners, suppliers, and so on. But but based on what you were just saying, it sounds like you're saying, look, everybody you know, regardless of position, everybody needs to have a personal brand. Needs to develop these digital assets.
1: I, you know, I agree with both of those statements, Andy. I, I agree that why there's this compelling need for the c level and the investment bankers and those people. But yes, I say yay and amen to the second part of the equation that everyone in today's age and the 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 volatilities that exist, et cetera. Everyone ought to at least examine building a personal brand, and most everyone ought to do it, and it is pretty darn simple to do it.
0: Well, given the tools, and, and simple as you said, you do, you do lay out a, a step-by-step guide to, to do that, but it seems like one of the really sort of fundamental steps that that goes into creating a personal brand is that you know, people have to understand what, what they stand for, right? Yes. I mean, it's. <laughs> I wonder how many people really give that much thought to it, right? In sort of their day to day lives, and and again, whether you're outward facing or you're in a more conventional office job, is is you know if you're going to stand out, you have to know what you're standing for.
1: Man, you're you're exactly right. In fact, I'll. I'll just even tell you before we dive into some of these principles. And one one of them is is discover your own originality. But before I, you know, sort of dive into that, I'll even tell you that some years ago, Andy, I was at kind of a place in my life where I, I was despondent. I had gone through, I'd lost, you know, the most important adult relationship of my life. And it was very painful for me. And it um, just in all transparency, it was a little bit of fracturing at the family level. And, you know, I kind of woke up. Oh my gosh, single and you know terrified of dating and all these other crazy things and I I just was, you know, really despondent. And really I decided I'm going to go on a journey, I'm going to rebuild my life and reinvent myself. And so one of the things that I did was to take to this particular topic of personal branding and one of the principles which is discovering my own originality and not being shy and being rather bold about about getting it out there, so I I don't know if you want me to go into all the principles well, no, now, we'll, but I, yeah, we'll, ahead, we'll get we'll get to it. Go ahead. Yeah, good. And, well, and I just wanted to say that it, a lot of this is my journey that that I that I write about in the book, and and the, there's an online course now that is um, we just released. That's also similar to the book, but as you know, videos and work guides and gets it even more tangible for the user for the reader, but. Um, you know, it was birthed in some struggles in my own life to reinvent myself to build my own personal brand, and I can tell you that, you know, uh, just a few short years ago, I had zero following in the in the social media world, and now we've developed the followership distribution matrix, and I wouldn't have even made first base, so to speak, on hmm. that now, and after just a few years of. First sticking in my toe in the water and then being bold and then really getting with it. I now have hundreds of thousands of followers in social media. I've built a global brand that frankly has earned me a whole lot of money and has opened the door for a lot of lifestyle things that's been outstanding. And so I, I just like to sometimes share with people transparently that it was birthed out of a place of just a real desire to Change and go through some change, you know, personal mm-hmm. um, change sort of thing, and then being a little bit bold, and it's it's kind of all built. So that, that's kind well, of just a little yeah, bit of so background. Let, you know? Well,
0: yeah, well, let's let's dissect you for a second. So, yeah, you said you start in this place of despondency, and yeah, you have some fairly distinct things that you do in, for yourself in terms of. Outward branding, let alone you know, set aside, you know, get to personality and so on. But just you know, on the surface, you know, you've you've chosen to have like your trademark, so to speak, right?
1: I sure have. Yeah, so want sure you want to talk about that. So I'll talk to you about that. Now, you know, I I do have some trademarks, and I don't advise that that your listeners adopt the trademarks that I've adopted, you know. Um, But, you know, I wear a peace sign necklace on almost all occasions, even publicly, even doing consulting, even speaking at large conferences, in part, because I I believe in peace. I believe in world peace. Uh, I have... um, probably 300 pairs of sunglasses, Andy, in my wardrobe. And I don't know if I should be proud of that or embarrassed about that, but they're they're, they're all cool and hip, and I like them. And, and I'll tell you, part of it is because it reminds me of a very fundamental truth, and that is the power of external perspectives. And it reminds me to constantly be intellectually curious and to embrace the perspectives of others and to constantly learn. So those two things... I just started. So, how do those things?
0: How do those mm, things remind you of that?
1: I, you know, sunglasses just remind me of vision and remind me of perspective. So, so I wear those. And the the peace sign is just something I believe in. And quite to be honest with you, it was a little bit of an accident. I spoke at a uh, conference. I'd been doing some videos and I'd been, you know, wearing a pair of sunglasses and my peace sign necklace and a little bit of the rock rock and roll kind of image. And I showed up for a conference before I, I knew this had become a brand. And the conference promoters said to me something like, Hey Craig, um, you are gonna change clothes and put on those sunglasses <laughs> and that peace sign necklace and you know, all the, you know, the big leather jacket and stuff. Black you said, leather No, I put bell mama, bottoms on. I said, No. They said, "Oh, dude, you know our 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 audience is expecting that from you. We're in Chicago. Would you mind, you know, we'll pay your Uber or whatever. Would you mind zipping home and changing and coming back?" And that's when it dawned on me: this really has become a brand for me. So, so it, it was me just kind of being me, um, and then and then later, it just kind of turned into a brand and something that the the public and the people I work with tended to gravitate towards.
0: Well, right, well, so let's let's talk about that then. So. Yeah, the first principle you talk about is attitude. So, um you know, then that includes, you know, being bold. So Yes, sir. So if someone's listening to this and and again, let's say it's somebody that does do an outward facing work and like sales and they're sort of concerned about, you know, geez, what my customers going to think about it and so on is is you know, how bold can people be? I mean, how, how free can they feel? And how did, I, how did they get to the point where they feel comfortable, as you did, to yeah, I mean, I first knew you as somebody who always wore sunglasses and quite frankly wondered, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, how do people come to be comfortable with that? Well, I mean, like Steve Jobs in his you know black turtleneck sweater, as you talk about in the book, or so on.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that it, there's sort of five principles that kind of play into this. One certainly is an attitude of being bold, embracing, you know, external perspectives, as I mentioned earlier. But I think part of it, too, in terms of how bold do you get, is really jumping to the next two or three principles. One is taking inventory, discovering your winning brand
0: mix, your well, gift you, mix, really. Yeah, yeah we well, use the word <laughs> gift mix in the book. So, what, what, what tell people what you mean by gift mix?
1: I, thank you. I'm I glad I could explain that because I, I have a lot of passion for that. But I mean, taking inventory of your skills, your talents, your abilities, and doing it in a in a um, a fair way. Doing it, you know, your yourself. In fact, the, the book even has work guides and 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 little area, areas to work on this, and even. Um, surveying others who know you and understand you and really understanding, okay, what have your accomplishments been and inventorying all of the skills, the talents, and abilities. And then ultimately, there's exercises and all sorts of things associated with both the book and the course, the online course. But on the other side, you then come up with a clear definition of your own gift mix. And as part of that, Andy we jump to principle three and all these principles well, sort
0: of... Yeah, before we jump together and sure. jump forward on that one. So, so here's, I think, something that's probably the one that, in some respects, might be the most problematic for a lot of people, which is to be able to pragmatically assess themselves, right, in terms of, you know, what my strengths are, the things I bring to the people I work for, work, you know, both my employer and my customers, customers and, and people I live with and my family and so on. And I think for a lot of people, and you brought up a good point about having somebody external you know, talk to you and assess you and so on, but I think a lot of times it's lack of confidence in people to sort of say, yeah, I, I actually have things that do benefit other people, that other people do value. You know, because people I think are a little reticent to sort of, in the main, a little reticent to come out and say, yeah, these are things I'm really good at and I stand for and I, I provide value with.
1: You raise a good point, and, and and I mean, we all have certain. You know, we're all wired differently in terms of our personality type, and some people may be more timid, and others may be less timid. But you know, my view of humanity is that you know we're, we're all just part of this sea of goodness, and all of us have tremendous goodness that has the potential to contribute well to, you know, each other, society, families, and, and create goodness. And I, I really, in my book, I really exhort people to, hey, don't be shy. And we, we literally give exercises. And I'm glad you mentioned, you know, sort of the external perspectives. You know, we ask people to find key people in their lives to help them and you know let's face it you know when you interview for a job you got to highlight your accomplishments mm-hmm. when you build a LinkedIn profile you got to highlight your the things you've done and you've accomplished to make yourself qualified for that next kind of thing and so you know that it's not that difficult I think it is people have a willing heart just a willingness to try to be a little bit bold and take follow the recipe, follow the steps, and take uh, an inventory of themselves. We go way deeper, though, than just a resume. Think about all the good things that a person's done in life. And you, you really find that journey might might not be quite as difficult as it might appear.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Alright, so next principle, then, is discover originality. You're starting to talk about that. And this sort of gets a little bit to, you know, some of your external branding. You know, find something that identifies you and the point I think you sort of make in the book is is the originality doesn't necessarily have to be, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be value-based. I mean, we're talking about people form perceptions, about people on the external as well as the internal. You sure are.
1: You know, that's that's a great way to say it, Andy. And I can tell you that um, I'll just kind of go back to a little bit of my my original story. I, one One thing I may have omitted was you know, on a Friday or Saturday night for years, but not involved, not at all in my professional life, but on a Friday or Saturday night or even after work, if I went home and changed and went out with friends, you know, I would always do this. I, I always collected sunglasses. I loved them. And I always wore things like peace sign necklaces and things like that. I like to accessorize. And one evening, I was sitting around. At my, I remember my one of my best friends had a little house party. We were all out on his patio. And I just looked at everybody and I said, you know what, beginning with Monday, this Monday, I'm going to start dressing like this, the way I've dressed, you know, for years socially and all of my professional life. And they're telling me you're crazy and you're going to lose clients and this and that. I said, well, maybe, but it might just work the other way for me. You know, it might just create some branding for me. Mm -hmm. And so I, I literally took a risk and I was just being me. I just turned me on during my professional life, knowing that it was a risk, but, you know, taking that originality has really set my brand apart, and it's, I I, I really, I, even though my, my brain and my intellectual skills probably have not increased from, you know, wearing sunglasses and having a little bit of a rock and roll motif, I can tell you that the original component of my brand has gotten noticed, and, uh, you know, now I get I get business from all over the world every year that really comes in from this branding. So has been there's been a lot of goodness to it in, in just discovering that originality and, and really distinguishing myself from others.
0: So is there part of your brand though too that's that's not the external, that's you know, the thought thought based, you know, the value based that that is the reason why customers pick up the phone and call you?
1: Oh, I, listen, Andy, I you know, and we'll get into all this after we get through the principles if there's time, but there are steps that I've gone through and I've labored through creating, you know, all sorts of digital assets, including video. You know, I've got a YouTube channel and I've got videos that I post in different social media realms. LinkedIn is one of the important ones. Facebook, believe it or not, is one of the very important ones from both for business. And yeah, no, I think all these and, and, and I've created these kind of stylistic graphics that have positive, you know, motivational, you know, sort of messages. No, but I think underneath all that, well beyond external originality, I I think anyone who knows me would would say, I hope, that there's a real depth of intellectual integrity within Craig. And, you know, when Craig, you know, examines an issue – particularly in the area of sales transformation, which has been a big part of my life, most of my adult life. Of course, now with branding and the release of the book and the release of the online course and other things, um, I I think people would would say Craig really has a view that may sometimes even be contrarian, but is backed up with intellectual integrity and fact-based research. So I hope that answers your question, but I I sure hope others would view me that way.
0: Well, and I think that's, that's you know, the hope of the brand, right? (laughs) Is that your brand is consistent, because that's really the next principle you talk about, is, you know, there's a, a, you know, principle in, in social psychology, it talks about consistency and the requirement we basically have to be hardwired as humans to be consistent intellectually and congruent with, you know, our actions and our thoughts. And this is, is your fourth principle is, you know, be consistent. And there are lots of ways that we find these days, especially with the advent of social media, where people are not being consistent with their their personal brand that, that comes back to haunt them.
1: That's right. You know, I was just actually, we're, we're now doing, personally doing brand and coaching for select people that want some help with, you know, building their, their brand. And one of the things in the coaching sessions and one of the things I've stressed right here in the book, you picked it right up, is the absolute importance of consistency. And so you know, some people, you know, really view this as a one-off, or maybe they don't get the results they want in the first couple of, 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 of tests with this, and and you know, maybe even posting certain, you know, um, images and, and statistics and things like that that's consistent with their new brand that they're developing, but remaining consistent with it. It's very important. Yeah, I had a conversation with my sister over. Uh, it was either Thanksgiving or Christmas. It was during the holidays, and uh, she was, you know, kind of, um, you know, talking just real from her heart, and you know, asking me a lot of questions. And she wanted to go into my Facebook page, uh, you know, Facebook kind of area, and looked at all my images and stuff, and I, and and all the things I posted. And I looked at her and I said. Well, Kristen, one of the differences between you and me, and I just like brother to sister talking, is I said that I've, I'm have i so embraced and enamored with the concept of, of branding that I never post anything on Facebook or anything in social media with any purpose other than to promote my brand and be more consistent with my brand. And uh, I could just tell she looked at me like that it was absolutely amazing and since then of course I've seen her, you know, start to adopt some of these principles. But consistency is very, very important, Andy.
0: Well, but you bring up an interesting point, especially in this, you know, sort of juncture of of our country's history where you know we there's a lot of political division. That's not news to anybody listening to the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I find, you know, that people are having a difficult time not, you know, injecting the personal, you know, into the into the business, into the brand, if you will. And so, I mean, there's some people think that that you know, if you're too, if you're too impersonal, let's say, that it rings as inauthentic. Meaning that if you're not reflecting part of what's going on around you in your your social sharing and so on, then then well, you know, maybe that's like mm. not very authentic.
1: <laughs> you know, I think you're right in that, and I I try to advise others, and I try to hear this myself that. Even all the things that I post and all the different channels, uh, even though it is consistent with my brand, I try to make it all in the context of my personal life. You know, I happen to travel a whole lot. I travel the the globe sort of all year, every year. I own um, some businesses in Southeast Asia, so I'm there at least quarterly, probably four or five times a year. Uh, My client work takes me all over the world. And, you know, I, I have two GoPros. And I travel all over the world, not only with my iPhone, but also with my GoPros. And I've got, um, of course, I start out with just an iPhone only, but you know, now I've got, you know, with my GoPro, I've got these, you know, these tripods and uh, all these equalizers. And I mean, not, you not super; I'm not a super uber videographer. But I travel with my GoPro everywhere I go, and I've gotten some of my best videos. In fact, the course, the online course, a winning brand. I filmed all 20 videos all over the world, a good percentage of them were in these exotic places, these islands in Southeast Asia. So I I will say to you, I think you make a good point bringing in some of your personal life and what interests you and especially things that are going to kind of send a signal to others about your your personal life consistent with your brand I think is a great idea and I practice that myself.
0: Right, but as you said, and you bring this out in your book. I mean, if you're Derek Jeter and you're building a brand that's around, you know, being a role model for kids, then you don't post pictures of yourself drinking alcohol, let's say, or something.
1: That's right. That's right. So that's what Derek, that's that's Derek's way of being consistent with, with what he he wants to do. You know, it's. Um, and you So know, the details I, I, but part I, of the
0: thing that gets to it that is that it's, I think important for people to understand is these details are are important, and you know you give several examples of that, but you know we talk about the way you write emails, you know your personal grooming and style, posts you make on social media as we've talked about the way you conduct yourself with other people. if you're really serious about building this brand, there has to be consistency across that
1: absolutely agreed, you know in fact on that. On that note, you know, I, I made a decision long ago that in my public life, you know, when I'm either, you know, sort of on the stage speaking or in a some sort of public webcast, I mean, I made a decision long ago, anytime I talk publicly, I'm going to keep it rated G, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I guess in private, it gets a little beyond rated G, you know, I'll be honest with you, but in public... I you know I, I I would never say a swear word. I would never. It, it it's just a, something that I value in public. So there there are things in public about remaining consistent to to not only um your um the consistency itself, but also the personal values that you want and want to reflect to others. And I think that's important that that pe- people embrace that as well.
0: Okay. So the last principle then is, and the last one we'll really have time to get to is, is. Oh. The last one, it's, it's Get Visible, which is you know, expanding your reach digitally, expand your digital footprint. Um, you give a lot of, sort of step-by-step guides in the book, and you know people can buy the book and get into those, but give a few examples of what people need to be doing.
1: Yeah, that's great. Well, I, I can tell you, first of all, you know, I, I also want people to know how simple this is. I mean, all you really need is a smartphone with a camera, access to the internet, some sort of desktop or laptop, and if you can you can get good Wi-Fi, you know, you pretty much have all the equipment you need. Of course, you know, I don't want people to think they got to go buy all kinds of GoPros to get started. I mean, I've advanced along the way. I even hire videographers once in a while to do cinematic things. But you know, got started with just the basics. And the, so, in the book, as you you probably read, we go through all these different platforms and how to get started on you know, and how to manage things like Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, you know, um, how to, you know, use uh, tools like Hootsuite to schedule all these things and make it really simple to keep the brand moving. But I would say the single most important um, uh, action that somebody wants to build a winning brand could do is to purchase uh you the URL that is firstname last dot com. You know, Andy, I, I your been first dead. name, your
0: last name. I That's mean, not right. yours, but yours, the people listening, right? We could all try That's by Craig right. but I think it's taken.
1: <laughs> That's been taken. That's right. But I would like to tell you that when that was taken by me and when I built out digital assets, and when I adopted the moniker of the world's greatest cold collar, Andy, I can tell you that 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 was the beginning of the thing taking off like a rocket ship. And that was also the beginning of, quite honestly, the, the fees that I'm able to charge now as a consultant have increased by by sometimes as much as 10x from what they were prior to procuring on GoDaddy or one of those other places that, you know, that, that, that you can buy the web you know, the domains just by procuring CraigCleeman.com. And then later, you know, getting YouTube channels and things like that. Now, when you Google my name, I mean, whether it's you know, you know, everything, or whether it's just images or whatever, I mean, it just it explodes now with material. So, but Craigcleman.com or procuring for anyone, first name last name.com is one of the most important steps to build a brand and start increasing your position on the followership distribution matrix that we talk about in both the course and the book uh, that we probably won't have a lot of time to talk about today but helps track a person's progress as they are building their brand
0: yeah and if if it's you know not your you know, i i i do have andypaul.com but actually I had to go buy that from somebody for not very much money fortunately <laughs> and um and they were never never using it and you'll find that as people go out and try to buy their names, whether it's you know, for their name for a Twitter handle or whatever. You, know, you may have to be a little creative in the, the naming, but yeah, try to get your own name. It's, uh, I bought my kids names long when they were relatively young. Uh, they don't use them yet, but eventually they may.
1: Smart idea. I had a conversation with another person who's pretty smart and very savvy in social media and branding. Uh, Gabe Bellamazier, you might know Gabe. Mm-hmm. Gabe told me that he he thinks one of the best for his very very young children, he thinks one of the best investments he's ever made is buying their domain and just holding it for years so they can leverage it as a digital asset in the future. So I I, I couldn't agree with you more. And and then you're right, people can get creative. I mean I, you know um. But my friend Dan Hughes, you may know Dan Hughes, real thought leader, brilliant guy. I think he could not get danhughes.com. I think he got dannyhughes.me or something. I have to go back and double check mm-hmm, it. And uh-huh. he built a beautiful website, and it works for him. And some people slightly modify their names, and that works for them, and becomes their brand. And and we we advise for people to consider that very seriously. If they can't get you know the do- domain that they want exactly. Just find a little derivation of it and roll with it, you know?
0: Yep. All right. So, Craig, last question then. So, if someone's listening to this. You know, how do they get in touch with you? How do they learn more about what you're doing with a winning brand?
1: Hey, that's great. Well, they can go to Amazon and buy my book. It's simply named, you know, A Winning Brand. Uh, the online course is simply a winningbrand.com. And they could, you know, go there and, and see the on, the online course. And if they want to, you know, reach out to me, you know, in person, you know, my, my Twitter account is at Craig underscore Kleeman. Those are Craig Cleman with a K. So at underscore, or excuse me, at Craig underscore Kleeman. LinkedIn, simply Craig Kleeman. Facebook, simply Craig Kleeman. Love for people to follow me and connect with me there. And if somebody really wants to get through, you know, we've got, an email info at Craig Kleeman, and all those actually still get fed into an email that I, that I personally have one of my assistants and I go through every single day. So those are the ways that people could, could reach me, and we'd be delighted, and if your audience did reach out to us.
0: Okay. Well, Craig, well, I think perhaps they may. So thank you again for joining them. and... Yeah, well, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, no, I'm sorry. I think I interrupted you, but thank you for having me, Andy. This is always fun to collaborate with the man, the myth, the legend, Andy Paul.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, thank you very much. And friends, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the show today. And remember, as I say every time, make it a part of your day every day to deliberately learn something new to help you accelerate your success. And easy way to do that is make sure you join all my conversations with top business experts like my guest today, Craig Kleeman, who shared his expertise on how to accelerate the growth of your business. So, thanks for joining me. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com.